my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Airs. I'm Uncle Daddy, Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Happy Extra Mile Day, Joe, which I feel is even more appropriate than last week's little nugget because everyone right now is going the extra mile. That's right, my babies. It's uh, our NAPT preview show. We have been busting our humps preparing for the possibly most important event with the least amount of runway of any live event we have ever done. That's accurate, right? I think that is very, very accurate, yes. Not only is NAPT back, but the big game is also back. It's all happening hot on the heels or whatever the opposite of that is of the first ever F1 in Las Vegas. All of it. One fell swoop. Get all of your NAPT resurrection preview news here today. We'll reveal some of the names confirmed for the big game on tour. And we'll be speaking to one of them, actor and high-stakes regular Arden Cho is the guest on this week's show. 3.1 million Instagram followers. I didn't even realize how big a star she was because my friend Maria Ho introduced me to her and I got to meet her as a normal person instead of having stars in my eyes for once. I uh, Obviously, yeah. we didn't have Superfan versus Stapes last week, Joe, but we do this week. The topic is appropriately the nosebleedable nosebleeds. Molly's game, just to be clear, it's about the movie, not the book or the game itself. <laughs> now, Joe, explain yeah. why you need to say less on this week's show. Those of you who follow along with me, my life, my trials and tribulations, there you go. Trials and tribulations. No, I have voice problems occasionally. Had a little tweak last week. Things are going to be fine. But in order to make sure they're good for next week when I really need it, going to take a little bit of a backseat, skip some of the sections for this week, um, and just let my voice heal up. Where I'm going to talk for one hour today on this show, and then not at all until I get to Vegas on Friday. <laughs> That sounds like a very good plan. So let me quickly cover off some of the stuff that's happened in the last week in the poker world. The big headline news is that we've had another Team Pro win a UK and Ireland poker tour title. You might remember that back in early September, Spraggy took down the UK IPT Brighton main event. Well, Spraggy came close to going back to back. Because in Brighton, Spraggy made the final table, actually cashing out in sixth place. But it was the other half of that partnership, Finton Hand, who made it to first place. Finton, easy with Ace's hand, is, like his buddy Spraggy, now a UK IPT champion, winning the main event in Edinburgh for £44,200, besting a field which is over 220 Congratulations, Fintan. And also, uh, a friend of mine is a dealer slash floor person at that casino, Edinburgh. And that whole town, city, was over the fucking moon to have all of the stars pros there and to have the UK PT there. The whole place was really, really hopping. Now, I had hoped to go to UKIPT Edinburgh. It was just one thing too many in what's been a very busy period for us. Obviously, we've just come back from Cyprus. We're about to go to Vegas. I, as we've clearly alluded to at the start of the show, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes right now. It would have been too much. However, I did get to go to a swanky black tie ceremony last Thursday at Grosvenor House on Park Lane, Ooh. which was the EGR Operator Awards, big industry bash. Poker Stars did win 
Best Poker Operator, and I got to go up on stage and collect that award. And more importantly, there was a poker tournament after the awards, which I won. <laughs> what are you more proud of, Poker Stars winning or are you winning the poker tournament? It's been a while. It's been a long time since I won a poker tournament. There were I don't think it's been that long. What was in the bag? You sent me a picture of your personal winner's photo, and you had a bag. Was that the prize? That was the prize. I would say, to me, the prize was not important. What was important to me <laughs> is the fact that all of these industry people were kind of like, well, if someone from PokerStars doesn't, doesn't win this, they should give their trophy back. So it was more proving a point and besting many people who work for other gaming sites and other poker <laughs> sites. But what was in the bag was a, and I haven't even opened them yet, are some Hermes playing cards like designer Ooh. boutique playing cards sounds very nice but as i said it's the accomplishment S not sounds the actual, like a, actual physical sounds like trophy. an ebay sounds like an ebay <laughs> posting waiting to happen or a christmas present for someone else um went to cs club on saturday night but that's not poker related i can confirm there ain't no party like an s club party but on monday I went to the book launch of our friend Alex O'Brien, science writer and poker player. Alex has written a book called The Truth Detective, which is about how poker skills can be used in real life. Um, Alex very kindly gave me an advanced copy to read, and I enjoyed that immensely. And cool. We've been talking to Alex for the better part of a year, Joe, about coming on the podcast. And when it got to the spring of this year and she said, look, the book's coming out in the autumn, I went, do you know what? Once the book's out there, once people have had a chance to read it, let's get you on around then in late November and let's talk about the book. So, spoiler alert, we are going to be doing one of our very rare Poker in the Ears book club episodes talking to Alex O'Brien about The Truth Detective. Once we're done with everything Vegas related, Alex will be on the show. We'll get to talk to her about her life in science, her life as a writer, her life as a poker player, and talk about her book. Cool. I'm into it. And I, I ordered the book. I don't. I think our release date is maybe slightly behind the UK because it's not here yet. But um, yeah, I can't wait to read it. Uh, I should highlight there was also a poker tournament at Alex's book launch because it was at the Hippodrome. KJ was hosting Did you win that one? No, I didn't. I bubbled the final table. <laughs> um, I did get to do my customary poker tutorial at the start. As you can imagine, there were a fair few people there who'd never played poker before. Uh, people who don't fall into that category are Benny Glaser and Ian Simpson. Uh, I, there were other <laughs> few poker industry people there as well. But it was a fun game. Enjoyed it a much, uh, very much. Was happy to see how delighted Alex was that so many of her uh, friends and colleagues turned out to support her on that night. And I believe that I am sharing a flight with Alex on Friday because oh, nice. she is coming out to the event that we are talking about on this week's podcast. There is a lot to get through. So let's do this. This weekend marks the return of the North American Poker Tour. It marks the return of Poker Stars to Las Vegas. The first NAPT since 2011. The first event in Vegas since 2010. And it all kicks off on Saturday, November 4th. 
that's going to be what 48 hours from when we release this podcast joe yeah not long at all luckily it's just a 45 minute flight for me so when <laughs> when Sick are you brag. getting there i i guess that is the opposite of the norm right where you're the one dealing with long travel and jet lag and now the shoes on the other foot so friday is when i'm flying out arriving late on friday and the first thing i will be doing when i wake up on saturday morning probably at 5 a.m because of jet lag is checking out how many people are lining up to register for these special qualifying tournaments we are running for the big game on tour because registration will open at Resorts World on Saturday morning, even though those tournaments don't run until the Sunday. Yeah, so I realize that my fan base, we'll call it, is obviously pretty rabid, we'll call them, for poker, for the big game. But I got to tell you, I got a lot of people messaging me saying, should I get there the night before? Should I get there at 6 a.m.? And I'm telling people, I genuinely don't know. All I'm saying is, if it were me and I wanted to play in this, I would definitely swing by Resorts World the night before just to see if they have a line set up, if they have stanchions. And then probably I'd start nosing around there in the morning, 6, 7 a.m. Registration opens at 11 a.m. on Saturday the 4th. I wouldn't I wouldn't chance it personally. I'm okay. not telling people to do that. I mean I'm saying me personally. I know that this is capped at 180 players, but I don't think there's going to be so much interest in this that by the time you get there at 11 o'clock it's going to be closed. I look, I could be wrong. Maybe Joe's expectations are more realistic, but yes, that's how it starts with registration opening for the big game on tour qualifiers. It's also the first day of the NAPT. Sunday is when those qualifiers run. It's also when the women's event run as well. Uh, mentioned that Alex is coming out to Vegas for that. I expect a lot of people are going to be playing that tournament on the Sunday. I think the main event starts on Monday and there are six flights for the main event. Unlimited re-entries for the main event. Um, if we were able to play, and I think realistically, the pressures on us time-wise are going to forbid that. There are a few tournaments on the schedule that I would love to play. There's a $250 buy-in, no limit hold and freeze out. There's the Cup, which is a low buy-in event as well. This is a series that literally has something for everyone. And I think I'm going to feel very jealous of the people who actually get to play the NAPT because we have to work it, Joe. I, I'm I'm eyeballing this eleven hundred dollar deep stack is like the number the very first event I think, uh, not that we would play it. There's a ten k super high roller that happens yeah. before our stuff goes this, on. This is all the stuff that I'm happy for other people to play. Once you, you get to play eleven hundred, no, I, I prefer stuff in the hundreds. Are you eligible for the five fifty? <laughs> Seniors event. In two years' time, I will be. The <laughs> clock is ticking on that one. But for now, sadly, they won't let me in. Um, so while we're talking NAPT, let's remind you of the details we revealed on the live stream from Cyprus and recapped on the podcast last week. It's a three-day stream from the NAPT. So the main event has a, a lower buy-in than an EPT, right? It's a $1,650 buy-in. So we're going to cover the last two days of that. The penultimate day on the Friday, that's Friday, November 10th, when they play down to the final table. We'll have the final table of the main event on Saturday, the 11th. And then on the Sunday, it's the final table of the 5K High Roller, which closes out 
the NAPT. On the Friday, live at 12.30 Pacific and then live at 1 p.m. Pacific with the final tables of the main and the high roller on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. All the usual deal. Pokestars Twitch and YouTube channels, usual commentary team, everyone's going to be there, in addition to Joe and myself, Griffin, Maria, Nick, plus I imagine some special guests as well, because a lot of people from North America are going to be in Vegas for the NAPT. Oh, so, so excited. And not just staying through the NAPT, there should be plenty of people there for F1, right? That's right. So, um, the NAPT wraps officially on the 12th. But if you look in the PokerStars Live app, and by the way, that app should be your light and should be your guide. You can download it for, for cell phones. All right, I'll get it. You can download it on your desktop as well. You'll notice that once you get towards the end of the following week, there are some charity events because everyone knows that PokerStars is a partner of Oracle Red Bull Racing, who obviously will be competing in this Las Vegas Formula One Grand Prix on the Saturday. And raising money for Red Bull's charity Wings for Life, there are special charity tournaments taking place at Resorts World on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of that week, which, of course, is the practice, qualifying, and race days of the Formula One. And, Joe, you and I have been asked to be involved in those tournaments. I think we will be doing tutorials because there are going to be people attending the Formula One who maybe aren't poker proficient, and That's need. the whole point, right? Isn't yeah. that the whole point of a partnership like this to bring new eyeballs to poker, to bring people from one uh, section of the world that loves competition to another section of the world that loves competition? Absolutely. So we're going to have those charity events. We'll do some tutorials. Maybe we'll get to play or at least MC the events. Uh, and then, of course, there is also... Uh, MCing duties to be done in the hospitality suite, which we're going to have to divide uh, our time between that and the charity events. Very excited about the fact that we will be going to Bakersfield uh, before all this, because there's this a sentence that's never been said before. So there's this thing happening called the Grand Toro, <laughs> which is all these supercars making this journey from San Francisco to Vegas for the Grand Prix. It's something that Rebel Racing have organized. And part of that is that the people taking part in the Grand Toro doing this road trip will stay in Bakersfield on the night of Tuesday the 14th. And they're going to be playing a private poker tournament that Joe and I are hosting, hopefully playing in as well, or at least comparing. And yeah, that is one of the other things that we're going to be doing while we're out there. And I haven't even mentioned the big game yet. The big game, look, that's the talk of everything at the moment. It's weird that it is slightly even overshadowing F1 at this point. Luckily, it's coming before that and probably because we are poker people and that's what people care about first and foremost. But yes, let's go over some of the details of the big game. The stakes are different this time around. Yes. We're kind of testing the waters a little bit, yes. right? This is the big game on tour. We Correct. have to be clear. Correct. So there are some changes. And I think the biggest one, obviously, is with it being on tour, it's taking place on the main stage in a live event rather than in that very fancy studio the that spaceship. the original TV <laughs> show was filmed in. But yes, 100, 200 are the stakes. Uh, but I think it's important to stress that the basic format, the nuts and bolts of what made the big game so compelling are still there. The presence of that loose cannon, that quest for the loose cannon to survive 150 hands against a table of proficient players and try and make a profit and only keep any profit they make. Their 50k staking money belongs to PokerStars. If they lose it, 
no, no, no foul. But if they win, they only get to keep anything they make above the 50k. And it has that unique twist, which we have used in other games as well. Pot limit pre, no limit post, just to stop people from being able to freeze the action by getting it all in pre. Um, Something I want to make sure that we bring up in the casting portion of this, which obviously we haven't even talked about that very much, is that we will be casting loose cannons on the spot. Yes, there's that qualifier, but then there's a subjective element to it. Absolutely. Who do we think is going to be the best loose cannon? Yeah. And one thing yeah. I want to make sure that we... You know, it's impossible to know how people are going to react in the moment, but finding people who are not going to sit there and lock up a 5K profit, right? That's not, nobody wants to see that. So we got to find people that that have the drive to win, that have the gamble in them, that aren't going to go, well, shoot, I just free-rolled myself for 5K. I'm going to sit out the next 25 hands. We got to make sure we got some people who've got some spunk. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you touched on that process, Joe, because I think it's important to recap how it's going to work. And guys, I know I'm going over stuff that we've already told you, but want to make it clear. After those qualifying tournaments play on the Sunday, which are going to be shootout tables delivering 20 winners, those 20 winners will advance to the casting phase, which is going to take place over the next 48 hours, the Monday and Tuesday of NAPT week. And at this point, we've teased already that Joe and I are going to be on the judging panel. And obviously there's going to be the producers behind the scenes who'll have their own views as well. But there is going to be a third judge. So when these 20 people come in one at a time to tell us why they deserve to be staked $50,000 to play in the PokerStars big game on tour, they're going to be talking to me. They're going to be talking to Joe. They are also going to be talking to former loose cannon Nadia Magnus. That's right. Nadia KGB is coming back. And if anyone knows what it takes to be a loose cannon, if anyone knows this format and how to play it, it's Nadia. Man, I got the biggest smile on my face right now that we can finally reveal that. A couple of people had similar ideas. Hey, you should bring back Nadia. And we uh, we have the same thoughts. And I'm very excited. Nadia, who, by the way, has gone on to do great things herself since being a loose cannon, not only uh, won a GPI award for her endeavors at the table, but has been a great force for growing the game of poker, especially for putting women in the game, giving tons of opportunities to people. She's been doing this on her own for the last 10 years. So why not put her back sort of, I wouldn't say the same seat she was in before, but a different seat. And now she'll be having a hand in deciding uh, who else to give that opportunity to that she had over a decade ago. And from those 20 people who are going to be taking part in the casting slash audition slash interview process, two will be selected to play as loose cannons. We're going to be shooting one table on the 8th of November, the other on the 9th of November. And I guess at this point, Joe, we should start to talk about the lineups. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, we've been doing nothing but talking about lineups behind the scenes for the last four weeks, five weeks, really hot and heavy the last week and a half. Things are finally starting to fall into place. This, like I said, we didn't have a ton of runway for this. This is um, typically a process that would have taken a little bit longer, but I would like to announce a few people right now. Yes. First of all, from PokerStars Team Pro. Lex Feldhaus has confirmed he's playing. I believe Lex got his teeth kicked in his first time playing on the big game many, many years ago. If I remember correctly, he lost at least one entire 100K bullet on the show. 
I don't. That's obviously more memorable to me. I think he might have made a small profit on another appearance, but I think Lex was an overall loser first time around. Lex, like many poker players and poker fans, has been petitioning, campaigning for the big game to come back. And it's funny, when we announced on the EPT Cypress live stream that we were bringing back this format, everyone's immediate reaction was, I bet Lex is going to play, because everyone knew that Lex had said, if the big game ever comes back, I'm there. And sure enough, he will be there. He is going to be playing at one of the tables. Now, the other names we're going to reveal, and then we're going to stop. A poker couple, Joe. And is it fair to say that both of these players appeared on the original big game? That is correct. They both appeared on the original big game. uh, And one of them, I don't want to downplay anybody. One of them I'm a big fan of, but one of them is my favorite poker player of all time. We are, of course, talking about Phil Locke and Jennifer Tilly. That's right. They'll be playing at separate tables. Makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily want to be playing super high stakes poker against my girlfriend either. Uh, But Jennifer was on the original big game, has been a huge supporter of us over the years, has been uh, myself especially, has been wildly supportive of me. And, um, you know, that sort of confidence that she's given me over the years has certainly helped with things. I'm super excited to have her back on the show personally. And she's great. She's great TV. She's fun. She's fearless. And of course, Phil Locke, as I just mentioned, my alt, he was the the first name I had in my head. Please, we got to try to get Phil Locke. I think he is hilarious. I think he is a genius. I think he is pure TV gold. And Phil hasn't been around a lot. Phil hasn't done a lot, played a lot of poker recently. And for him to sort of come back for us, I take it as a great honor. So we've got a week to go. And in the next seven days, I imagine we'll be revealing or maybe players themselves will be revealing who else is going to be at one of those two tables. And of course, because it's taking place at the NAPT, when those games take place, people are going to see, people are going to know. But for now, we're not going to tell you anymore. All right, one more. One more name, because she was already mentioned at the top (laughs) of the show. Actor Arden Cho has confirmed she is playing in the big game, and she is with us right now. Hello, Arden. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Looking forward to seeing you in Vegas next week. Yeah, I'm excited. It's been a minute. (laughs) (laughs) When you say a minute, kind of like a few weeks since we saw you in Barcelona. Has it only been a few weeks? Why does it feel like it's been months? <laughs> it depends what you no, count I, as I, weeks. Like it's, it's six or eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's been a while since I've played cash. Okay. So I haven't played cash in quite a while. It feels like um, when we were in Barcelona, I played, let's say I played the main event. I played the women's event and I played a few other, other tournaments. Unfortunately, no cash. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't mean but, this to be a needle, but have you had any tournament scores <laughs> of late? No, no. <laughs> I'm just, um, I'm practicing. <laughs> well, let's accentuate the positive then. And let's talk about playing cash. Cause I know you have played a fair amount of high stakes cash, much of it streamed or broadcast to a general audience so i guess you should be feeling at home playing for big money on a tv table well yes and no oddly enough i was i was just talking to maria maria ho about how i'm actually really nervous because i'm buying in for fifty thousand, 
And that's probably my biggest buy-in that I've done for a hundred, 200 cash game. Normally okay. I'll buy in 10 to 20 K or max 25 K. So I am a bit nervous about that. <laughs> talk to me about that a little bit when you're playing it. And we'll talk about some of those games, whatever you're willing to share uh, about them yeah. in a minute. But when you're buying in for 10 to 20 to 25 K in those games, is that a specific strategy or just bankroll management? Like for what reason do you not buy in for the max? Oh, I mean, I guess for me, it's just, I feel like I have more chances, especially if I'm playing against players who might be um, sort of pushing me or putting me in really tough spots. I I feel more comfortable if I have maybe like a closer to min buy-in and I'm not as worried about making a mistake, if that makes sense. I feel like if I make a mistake, it's okay. I'll just try again. And again, I'm playing for fun. I feel like with pros, all my pro friends, of course, are always like buying in the max and they want to make sure they're covering everyone and they're just out to like destroy souls. I'm there to just like have fun and maybe win a couple hands. I like and maybe that lose not as much. Anyone <laughs> like, who's not you know sitting I mean? like, staring at charts, I have a lot of time for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I want to have fun and I want to enjoy it. And and of course, like even 10k is a lot, right? I'm thinking I could buy two Chanel bags. Maybe I could buy four <laughs> bags if I don't lose two buy-ins. So so for me, you know, again, as someone who plays poker for fun, it's this idea of all right, how do I want to spend my fun money? Do I want to go shopping? Do I want to like buy some bags and shoes, maybe some nice jewelry, or do I want to, you know, take a couple of shots in these like high stakes games, right? Um, yeah. I'm not playing every day. I'm not playing all the time. And so I think my last like big high stakes game I played actually <laughs> with like Phil Hellmuth, I just could not win a hand for the life of me. I'm pretty sure I was one of the biggest losers that game. And that's probably one of those days where I'm glad I was not buying in for a max amount because I think it would have been like the same result. That makes a lot of sense that, Hey, I want to buy in for the minimum because of my mistakes are less costly. That's something I hadn't really thought of before. It's um, because <laughs> it's a mindset I'm on board with. Also, I am exactly like you. I cannot separate the chips at the table from their actual cash value. And the reality is right, staring right. at that pot and thinking, Oh, that's a really nice meal in an expensive restaurant, or you know that 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 is that's 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 a, that's a Hugo Boss shirt. A 10k meal. No, it's a car. Yeah, well, look, in, in some I, of these I, games, it is. Yeah, I believe Arden when she says this, but I something I have to remind you that Arden is an actor and a very good one because I've also <laughs> been around Arden in casinos before, and it doesn't look like she has the value of the dollar in mind. I'm not going to no, spill I mean, okay. all of the, it, all of the yeah, beans. Yeah. But. It, I think it's like this. You're right. It's like once we're at the table, then I'm, I'm like fine to gamble. I love to gamble. Like I, like I want to have fun, right? I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not a nit. And I'm definitely not sitting there waiting for aces or like the best hand. I just want to have fun. And I don't mind, I guess, taking shots, right? But... I guess it just comes down to how much I'm willing to lose or play with that trip. Of course. Like, I don't think I go to Vegas with the mindset of, oh, I'm 100% with. <laughs> I, I don't even usually think that. Like, I think I'm just happy if, like, all right, let's lose less or let's have fun <laughs> this trip, you know? <laughs> 
I think my goal for NAPT is let's not be the worst on the big game. Let's not be the worst. I think Um, think that's a fair fair objective. I think it'd be a good luck (laughs) charm. Anyway, I've never seen you do anything but run up a huge stack. uh, So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, So Joe obviously mentioned that you are an actor, Arden. And, um, you know, we don't need to go through your resume in detail. Anyone can Google you or look you up on IMDb. But I know that Joe is very jealous of your 3 million plus Instagram followers. Is there a particular TV show or a particular movie that those followers came from? Yeah, I would probably say most of my followers are from either Teen Wolf or YouTube days. Uh, So back about 10 years ago, I did a lot of music on YouTube. I would sing and vlog. And I think I shared a lot more of my life. And... Teen Wolf probably had the biggest online fan base. Um, I mean, still to this day, people are still watching the show or enjoying it, catching reruns. But yeah, I feel like the Teen Wolf fans were the most like web savvy. And, yeah. and I feel like I was really slow to start Instagram and I'm still very slow with all the social media. So I think if like I would have been a bit more aggressive and assertive to that would be maybe even more. So there's a, there's a comparison I want to draw here, which is that. Uh-oh. So Arden's got 3.1 million Instagram followers. Yesterday, she put up a post saying that she was coming to the NAPT within 10 minutes. It had 10,000 likes on it. And I don't <laughs> normally do this, but I was like, I want to see what people are saying. And so I went to your comments and for the most part, not a horror show. I'm not going to bring, you know, nothing really that bad on there. But a lot of people mentioning Teen Wolf on this yeah, poker post. Yeah, yeah. Still talking yeah. about Teen Wolf. And we sort Ten of have that in later, common. Still talking. Yes, which is that when I put up a post, people are like, when is the big game coming back? So it's kind of interesting that you are involved in this property that people are still remembering, still you want you to come back and do that thing. And now you're coming back and doing our thing. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's crazy. I heard this is the 10-year reunion in a sense. It's the first time in 10 years, right? More. More. It's been about 12 more. years. More? Oh. Yeah. 12 so years. Wow. It's, it's been a really long time. And for me personally, the second season of The Big Game never even aired in America. So almost oh. like it never even happened for a lot of people. So we're excited about that. I wanted to know, Arden, for you, where does this love of games come from? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think I love the challenge. I love the competition. And I just like winning. (laughs) I don't (laughs) care what it is, but I like to win. It could be a small game. It could be rock, paper, scissors. It could be anything, right? Like, I think I just like winning. And I think with poker, I, I love the challenge. I feel like you are just... I mean, maybe some people do, but I just feel like I never know. Or I just feel like you're always sort of growing and learning and it's always a different experience. It's never really what you expect. And I think it's a really nice break from my job and acting. I mean, as much as I love performing, it's sort of one of those things where I don't have to like have that performing thing on as much, even though poker has like this aspect of storytelling and a bit of acting involved. Like, I don't think I Hollywood as much. <laughs> I think sometimes I play a little bit face up. My friends will be like, hey, you could have Hollywood a bit more there. Like, you kind of like, you know, jammed fast or 
you know, acted a bit too quick. I think sometimes I act too fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I can see that. And I think that if from other actors I've spoken to too, is that poker really is like a one player thing, right? You get to be in your own head. You're not really there for anyone else besides yourself. And I think we talked about this before. There's a certain puzzle aspect to it, right? Like trying to figure something out. And I, I don't, do you play other games, uh, word games, puzzles, those sorts of things, just to sort of get out of the outside world? You know, it's so weird. A lot of people have been asking me these days if I like these sort of puzzles. And there's like this new reality show in Korea, which is like a lot of these solving games. It's kind of like they're solving games like um, Escape Room. And the odd thing is, I actually don't like it. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. My friends, my friends know this and they'll hate me for saying this, but every time I get invited to escape room, I'm like, no hard, no drawing dead. Like that's just not how I want to spend my night. Like I have to pay someone to solve something and then win nothing. If we solve it, <laughs> like is the team poker, aspect of it also not that appealing to you? Because that's what I don't like about it. I'm like, Oh, I don't, I just know there's gonna be three idiots in there. Don't ever put yourself no, in a situation where you're reliant on other people. <laughs> no, no, it's not even the team aspect. I think it's the fact that I feel like it feels uh, a bit pointless. Although, like, my friends love just winning and, like, beating a time or, like, you know, accomplishing it and, like, just having that pride. But for me, I think with, like, poker, I like that you can potentially win money or, yeah. you know, you could potentially, like, outplay someone where you feel like you did something well, you know, like you need a reward. Yeah. Like I want a reward, you know, and also (laughs) too, it's like this reward of, I can easily just go and like buy something or I can just go and maybe play poker. And if I lose, all right, whatever I lose, but at least I had a good time. And then if I win, I can buy more things and feel like it's free and, or (laughs) like someone bought it for me. It's a present. (laughs) So we talked about some of the events you've been to. We talked about some of the streamed games you've played. And what is your normal poker game? Oh, my normal poker game is, um, I think, like, during the pandemic, I've been playing um, a cash game with just a bunch of friends, but it's a 10-20-40 game. Okay. And so it's definitely not 100-200. Like, this is, like, a special occasion. Like... I'm definitely not playing this game really rarely ever. I think even 5,100 is quite big to me. Um, I think I'm probably most comfortable playing like 10, 20, 40, 20, 40, 25, 50, you know, around that world. A lot of people will say something like it's a 10, 20, 40, but it plays like a 25, 50. I'm guessing this <laughs> yeah, 10, 20, 40 plays bigger, right? Yeah, a little bit. I suppose it depends on who's playing. But I think I'm also the type that like some of these guys play all the time. And I'm kind of one of those like I'll go through moods. Sometimes I'll play a few times and then I won't play for a month or two. Yeah. I mean, I love poker, but I'm definitely not. (laughs) Who are the other people in this game? In our game, we're trying to do like a mix of like a couple of uh, amateurs who have a lot of money, some pros, some people like you. What is the mixture of your game, your usual game in this 10, 20, 40 game? Um, it's similar. I think I don't want to like out some people, but the one person sure. who always outs me, and you guys already know, is Phil Helmuth. So we do play in the same game, and right. he's a pro that everybody loves. And so 
I feel like it's fair to out him, but it's similar <laughs> to that, right? <laughs> and how, it's, how does, I, it how does Phil Phil's fare game. in that game? Uh, is Phil, would you say Phil's break even in that game? A winner? Can you say? <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Phil's the winner. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah, good. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure Phil's a winner. I mean, I mean, he's a pro. He has to be a winner, right? Sh- sure, sure. So <laughs> we've already established that even though you've played 100, 200, the buy-in is more. So you kind of feel that it is a bigger game than you're used to. Do you suspect yeah. it might be a tougher game than you're used to or just same old, same old with slightly different stakes? Okay, so this was the thing that I wasn't sure about. I heard that it might be six-handed. And yes, that, that actually intimidated me a bit because I think I'm much more comfortable in games with eight to nine handed just because mm. it feels like less pressure. Um, I definitely don't know how to play heads up or short handed very well. I really never, ever play three to four handed. And so six handed also feels a bit like it's in that world. And so... Yeah, I think this will be an interesting experience, especially because I heard there's going to be like a couple pros, uh, some special guests, and I'm, I'm sure the loose cannon. I don't know why that title just terrifies me. I just feel like the loose cannon <laughs> is probably going to like own my soul. Well, but th- because they're so cool because they are the wild card at the table, and the reality is, I don't know you can plan for it. I, Joe, you've watched more episodes in the big game than I have. Some are go for it. Some are quite nitty. You, you just don't know what you're going to get on the day. Yeah, the weird thing is we're not being coy right now because we don't know who the loose cannons are yet. That's right? true. We haven't cast That's them. Oh, we man. don't know what they're going to be. And even when we do, the the transition from what we think they're going to be like in the audition to what they're like at the table is not always accurate. We had people that were very cocky that were frankly embarrassed at the table. Uh, we had people that seemed very meek who just really went for it. So it is impossible to predict that. Um, I want to tease a couple of the people you'll be playing with in one second. But before we get to that, uh, I did a little research on you, not entertainment research, which I prefer to do, but I did watch you play some poker and I watched you run a really sick bluff on a live stream. (laughs) I think you bluffed someone (laughs) off of aces, right? With like, you missed like a gut shot straight flush draw or something. And, Jam 15k on the river. I think that was the hand against Justin, and I had bluffed him off jacks. Oh, um, yeah, that's what it was. Jacks, yes. Yeah, overpair to the board, yeah. though, right? Or maybe one yes, queen out there. So, anyway, the when Thank you ran you. that bluff, did you feel anything? <laughs> um, oh, well, I think my feeling was like, I mean, I was thinking, all right, do I just like donk this all in this turn and just you know, hope he folds or do I try to hit it? And then like, obviously like the river gets there and, you know, I'm like, I feel like I have to be better about planning this stuff. But once the river (laughs) got there, I was like, all right, I'm definitely not good, but okay. I feel like I can say this now because stream already came out, but on the turn, Justin did this thing where he was like, oh boy. Like, I think when I called on the turn and I think I just felt at that point, like he might only have one pair, but not really a pair that, he felt that great about um and i think in my mind i was just like we have had a bit of a history where like i've just had some really big hands against him and i'd like played a very similar line and so in my mind i was like i have a full house 
I'm all in. <laughs> I was like, I have a full house. I definitely have a full house. Do you think that because <laughs> your sort of style is to be somewhat face up with your emotions and your expressions that people then play that way against you? Because it sounds like he didn't really hide how he was feeling about his hand that you were able to re- make that read on him. Right. Right. Like it almost felt like, yeah, it felt like that's kind of how he played it. But I also feel like he was kind of winning a lot. And I think he kind of also, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, I just felt like it was going to work. <laughs> that, look, and that is a strategy you can definitely take into the big game because if our loose cannon but, is up quite a bit, as you know, they can only keep the money that they have above the initial $50,000 oh. and they do play differently. We had an instance in season two of the big game where a dude folded pocket aces pre-flop and it turned out, yeah, loose cannon did because he had a big win locked up yep. and it turned out Phil Locke would have flopped fucking quads against him. Um, wow. So, it's almost but, like he knew the future. Well, exactly. If we're going to play results, which I always argue is what matters in poker, <laughs> exactly. then yep. it was a great I'm all fault. results, baby. It was a great <laughs> fault. That's all um, we keep track of. Look, before yeah. before we give you an inkling of who will be playing at your table in the big game. Oh, line, I'm excited. Let's, let's just talk about the NAPT as a whole, because yes, we're filming the big okay. game across two days, but... Obviously, there's eight days of poker being played at Resorts World, and I know you're coming for most of it, if not all of it. Can you tell us what else you're planning to play while you're in Vegas? Yes. So I really hope I run better this trip. Um, Obviously, EPT was quite disappointing. It went all the way to Spain. It was my first time playing EPT, and I was really excited. But just, yeah, really tough, tough days where I would just play all day to the end of the day and, like, bust the last level it was kind of that kind of run right. and so i am playing the women's event first and then i'm gonna try the main event probably at least one or two maybe three times hopefully <laughs> one one I, um i can't I'm remember by the way that's, uh, that's one clutch one pair of uh <laughs> jimmy chews and I, right. just to be clear <laughs> i cannot purses. remember the last time that we ran a main event at a PokerStars live stop where the words unlimited re-entry appeared next to the words main event. So yes, I think there will be many, many bullets fired in this thing. Definitely. And I think I feel a bit more, I don't know, confident in a sense where because the main event buy-in isn't as steep, it feels like with like the unlimited rebuys, I feel like I can just sort of go for it a few times and it doesn't feel like, oh, it's $10,000. Like, let's not mess this up, you know? But it feels a bit more like, oh, I could try like three times and it still feels like, <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's still less than an a- EPT main to do three bullets in the in this but regular that's, main. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's like for EPT, it felt so disappointing because I was like, oh man, like I didn't make day two and I played all day and I just had one shot. You know, and so I I feel like with this, my goal is just to do better. Let's just do better and let's just run better. Honestly, I just want to like get (laughs) super lucky. Let's be real here. I mean, just just three days. That's all I need. Just a three day sun run. Yeah, like all I want is to sun run this cash game and to sun run (laughs) any tournament. It could be the high roller, it could be the women's event, the ladies' event, it could be the main event. I mean, really. Is it asking for too much to just 
Sunrunning everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, financially, Sunrunning the big game and Sunrunning the 5K high roller at the end of the festival are probably the kind of the, the, the big ones financially. All right, all right. I'm going to take your advice, and that's what I'm going to be uh, banking on. My Sunrun for the high roller and my Sunrun for the cash game. Fantastic. Okay, so Joe, what 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 are we what are we teasing Arden with then regarding her big game lineup? I, look, I don't I don't know how fluid things are. Look, it's poker players. Things are crazy. We're still working on some stuff, but I can tell you one hundred percent, locked in, playing your table. Please don't make a liar out of me. Um, a person that you share some life experience with. Uh, she is an actor and a poker player. Jennifer Tilly will be at your table. Oh, Jennifer Tilly. I'm yes. so excited. I feel like I have sort of heard her name so much in poker. She plays some of the biggest games and she is like fearless. So I'm really excited to play with her. Um, yeah, a bit nervous too, because I feel like women are hard to to read. And I don't know why I find women the most intimidating at the poker table because I always believe them. I'm Whoa. like, oh, she has it. She this bodes well for it. the women's event then, Arden. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It does not. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just, I think men never have it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's the nuts. I'm like, oh, okay. I was wrong. That's cool. I was wrong. I also feel like men never have it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, okay. I'm excited. Wow. Cool. Two women at the table. Very exciting. I yeah. hope we crush. Well, look, we're excited for the big game. We're excited for the return of the NAPT. We're excited to see you there. Good luck in everything you are playing. And we will see you at Resorts World on the Las Vegas Strip this weekend. Thanks so much for having me. See you guys in Vegas. So before we get on our respective flights to Vegas, let's close out this podcast with this week's Superfan Quiz and welcome Me Win to the show. Hello, Me. Hello. Hi. What's up, Me? Me, your Hi. name is is your name is Molly without the Ollie. Without the all. Yes. <laughs> it's a very confusing name, but yeah. Nah, I mean, Eventually look. people get used to it. Exactly. Well, we uh, I, I, look. We, there's a long pedigree of wins in poker, so it's uh, it's almost <laughs> like being a moneymaker at this point. <laughs> Me, what is your deal? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm from Vietnam, but currently I'm living in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and I just graduated last year from university. I have a math degree. Ooh. Um, yeah. In IT. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have a math in mathematics. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I work as like a seafood wholesaler office for like 10 months, but right now I'm currently not working. I'm looking for something different. But yeah, I actually was just in Montreal for the WBT main event. Nice. Oh, yeah. And I actually saw Griffin Benjamin there. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Griffin texted me and he said, I'm nervous. I have my first day, too, in a really long time. Do you know how he ended up faring? I should have asked him. Shit, I'm a bad friend. Um. Well, according to the cheap cow, at the end of day one, he was really low in cheap. It's like oh, three big okay. flies, so I don't think he could, <laughs> okay. he could make it really far. But yeah. But the same me for me. I was really low in cheap, too. I just like above the mean cash, like one step above the mean cash. But it, oh, well, that's it good. It was fun. Yeah. 
Me, I do have a, one follow-up question. What is a dream job for a mathematician master's degree holder? Oh, I just have a bachelor degree, not master. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, what What is a dream job for a bachelor's degree in math? I actually don't really know yet. Right now, I really enjoy just playing poker. But I guess whatever <laughs> related to number is, is related to my degree, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so Molly's game is your specialist subject. Um, yes. I take you're a fan of the movie. Oh yeah, I well, it's like it's very few movie have like a female protagonist. Yeah, especially in the poker movie, That's and even true. though she's not really playing, but the way that she hosts the game is very interesting and stuff. So yeah, have you read the book also or just the movie? Oh. Uh, I, I only watched the movie so far. The book's very good, but the movie's pretty close. Like, as far as um, movie ad adaptations are concerned, other than, like, the sort of dramatic stuff they did with her and her dad, um, the, the, the things that happen in the games are pretty close to the way she describes things in the book. So uh, I would recommend the book also if you're curious because okay, it goes yeah. into more detail. But all right, we ready to play this game? Yeah, I would okay, say that yes. uh, Aaron Sorkin did a good job with the movie, and I'm, I'm just checking that that isn't one of the questions. Phew. <laughs> um, Patrick has compiled 10 questions based on the movie Molly's Game. Multiple choice options available should you need them. And with you being in the country of Canada, me, you are entitled to potentially win a power pass. So you get to go first. Please give me a number between 1 and 10. But just from the start, just give me number one. Give you number one. Who did Michael Sarah pretty much confirm is player X in real life? Uh, Toby McGuire. For two points. Congratulations. And you are on the board. Yeah. Come on, All Joe. Right, you, you know can what? do this. I don't usually do this, but it's always coming seven. <laughs> what style of skiing did Molly used to be a professional at? I'm just thinking out loud here for a second. Okay, you think out loud. Is downhill ski? No, wait. She's a ski jumper. Would you like the options? All right. Is she a professional at ski jumping, slalom, cross-country skiing, or mogul? Guess mogul. I'll give you the point, and that's your one mulligan. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, fine. Okay, any number other than one or seven, me? Um, five. Question number five. Why does Molly's dad treat her differently than her brothers? Uh, because he because he knew that she caught him cheating. Correct. For yeah. two points. Yeah. yeah. Next up. Mr. Joseph uh, I'll take the highest number. Highest number is number 10. Molly gets injured in a qualifying event for the Winter Olympic Games. Which year? Hmm. This all happened in the early 2000s. I want to say it's probably 1998. I'll hear the choices. Is it 2002, 2006, 2010, or 2014? Uh, 2002. Correct. Good logic. The when this, the events of the story happened. So you have a 4-2 lead. Me going into the third round. 
two, three, four, six, eight, or nine, all available? Um, nine. Question nine. What is the name of the club that Dean originally hosts his underground poker games at? It could be co- it could be Cobra Lounge. It is the Cobra Lounge for two points. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got that wrong because the real one is the Viper Room, and I would have said Viper Room, and I've already had my mulligan. So thank you, me, for taking that question. I would have been pissed. Yes, remember, certain names have been changed to protect the innocent. Two, three, four, six, or eight, Joe? Eight, please. Question number eight. Which actor plays Molly's father? Kevin Costner. For two points. Two, three, four, or six, me? Uh, two. What is Dean Keith's day job? Um, I know this. Can I like... You can have the options if you need them. <laughs> no, gamble. Okay, I, I take the option. <laughs> okay, is he a real estate developer, a nightclub owner, a film director, or a professional poker player? He's a real estate developer. He is for one point. The score is 7-4. Joe, you need to get some points here, buddy. Three, four, or six? Uh, six. What was Molly's original plan for education? What was Molly's original plan for education? I think she was going to go to law school. How far behind am I? Three points. Wait, but her dad was a therapist, but I don't think she would have wanted to follow in her dad's footprint. I'm going to say she was supposed to go to law school. He gambles and he wins. Two points. And now, me, you only have a one-point advantage going into the final round. Okay. Three or four? Four. How much is Molly ordered to pay in fines at the end of the movie? 200k. Correct for two points. Oh, wow. Well, Didn't even have much- to think about it. That pretty much seals the deal, but Joe, Shit. let's give you let's give you the final question. Question number three. Who does Harlan Eustace lose a hand to which starts his massive tilt and losing streak? I'm just gonna I'll gamble, it doesn't matter, right? Bad Brad. It was bad Brad Marion, you would have got the two points, but as I said, it was over on the turn. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Me, yeah. Win, you are a champion. You have won this round of Superfan versus Stapes. Not only do you get the Poker in the Is merch, you are going to get a bronze power pass. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. We will be in touch to get your details, but thank you for volunteering to come on the show. Great job, me. Thank you. All right, my babies, that's just about all the time we've got for this week's show. Coming up next time, we will be... I'm going to say it. It's a gross phrase, but I'm going to say it. We will be balls deep in the NAPT. We are going to try to bring you a podcast from the eye of the storm in the middle of our Vegas adventures, post-NAPT, midway through F1 week, semi-live from Las Vegas. So it's basically going to be our NAPT recap, Formula One week progress report, and previewing, I guess, the Formula One itself. Um, yeah, we're going to be uh, telling you how it's going and, crucially, recapping what happened with the big game, what happened in the NAPT main event, what happened in the high roller, maybe speaking to another player who took part in the big game, or maybe an NAPT champion. 
Yeah, who knows? It's all kind of up in the air. It's going to be a wild seven days, my baby. So I look forward to chatting with y'all on Discord. Do we have super fans that we need for the rest of the year? I have super fans booked for the next three episodes. So we have one spot going at the end of this year. Suffice to say, going to need to start booking people in for 2024 soon. So please use please use the Superfan channel on the Pokestars Discord server to get yourself booked in. Link to that Discord server in the podcast description. And I'll just say, uh, I did recently rewatch the Because of Halloween, and my girlfriend, for some reason, was curious. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, if anybody wants to do either of those two subjects, um, it should be an easy one. Uh, just to recap, we discussed it on last week's podcast. Champagne and Bullets this terrible vanity project from the early 1990s. I need to find a reason to share this movie with other human beings. I want to force Joe to watch it. I want someone out there to watch it. And remember, I will juice the prize pool. I will get a little Christmas prize package together if someone is willing to volunteer to put themselves through this horror. All right, get on Discord if you want James's Christmas package. Uh, for now, that is... <laughs> That is all of the time we've got for this week's show. Until next time, from Las Vegas, Nevada, I am Joe Stapleton. He is James Hardigan. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>